Hello there. Today I'd like to take a look at the topic of disability. You're listening to the Psychology Report as a podcast today. And uh, this is an important topic in our culture, in our society. You know, we have a lot of emphasis upon racial integration and trying to bring people together of different races. And the other day I did a podcast on that topic of are we really integrated? And I'm showing, I was showing yesterday that, um, yes, we are as a country. We are increasing our level of integration from one race to another and uh, bringing races together in a community level, to church level, and right across the board. Not a lot of progress, but progress is being made. But there are other populations that we need to consider and reach out to as well. And I particularly today would like to just emphasize the disabled population. See, it's easy to find a homeless person on the street corner begging and be kind to them and give them some food and give them some help and uh, speak kindly to them. That's easy to do. We do it. We find people of a different race and we kind of reach out to them. We do that. That's easy. But it's hard to reach out to a disabled person. They're not necessarily approachable. They're harder to reach. They're not necessarily visible. They're not part of our community in a, vi in a very visible, active manner. And we have to find them. We have to reach out to them. But yet it's a population that are screaming out, you know, for help and for assistance. So it's our, generally our, our disabled person is a neglected population in our culture. You know, 20% of our population in America is disabled. I don't know if you knew that or not. Now there are about 40 different federal definitions of disability, so that takes all kinds of disabilities, visual and hearing and cognitive and physical and developmental and, and so on. All these different types of disability, but 20% of the population is considered disabled. That's 53 million Americans, by the way, by number. And um, these are the people that live a quiet life of, of just uh, desperation, if you will. You know, great needs, little help. Great need for assistance, little assistance being provided. You know, People who serve the disabled serve them only for a brief period of time and then leave and go do something else. And the disabled person is then stuck to try to find somebody else to be of help to them. And it's a constant story of their life. The disabled person also is a um, generally a person who lives in poverty. They don't have the skills to compete in an open society for jobs at higher levels. So we're often stuck in a very low-level employment routine employment, kind of basic pay, basic income, but also basic jobs and basic respect. So the disabled person lives with a level of poverty and uh, struggles in trying to make ends meet. If they have a unique need or something of, of a little beyond what they're usual, they have a hard time meeting that need. So they're in need. They're begging for assistance and help, but they do so quietly. So they do live in poverty. But you know, one other thing about the disabled person, and this is the sad part of it, they're victims of violence. Overall, they're victims of violence. One study showed this. A group of psychologists found this. They're part of the World Health Organization. That if you're a disabled child, okay, you have about a 3.5, three and a half times greater chance of being perpetrated by violence 
by somebody than a person who is not disabled. So disabled children are very vulnerable to violence, 3.5 times more likely to be the victim of a violent act. What about adults? Well, studies also show this, that if you're a disabled adult, you have about a 50% greater chance of being a victim of violence than if you are a normal, non-disabled adult. And if you're mentally ill in some type, have some form of mental illness, that risk even increases. So we don't have a lot of patience, you know, for people that fall into this category of disability. Now, the important thing to note here is that uh, disabled people really rely upon the goodwill of others. They often are not very assertive, so they rely on other people to ask, may I be of help to you? Is there something I can help you with now? Is there a need that I can help you meet? See, they would love to have that kind of question asked of them. Now, they're not used to answering those questions, so they may not even volunteer an answer. But it's worth asking. It's worth attempting and trying. Because this is a population of people who are desperately in need of your help and of your kindness and your generosity and your empathy and your compassion and your caring and your social responsibility and your social sensitivity. So reach out to the disabled person. Be part of their life. But you know, if you have a disabled person in your family or you're working with a disabled person, the important thing is to teach them how to be assertive, how to ask, how to express their needs, how to express their wants, their preferences. They teach them to fend for themselves, to defend themselves, you see? Somebody touches them inappropriately, they need to speak out. They need to yell. They need to scream. They need to stop that kind of activity. It's very important that you know, we have an opportunity to teach the disabled person to be more self-aware and more self-defensive and more self-advancing and more self-praising and maybe it will be part of their life so that they can just go through life a little easier because they've spoken, they've expressed themselves, and they have let us all know what their need is so that we can respond to that need and be part of their solution, not part of their problem. So the part of the problem is being ignored, but the solution is being included. So be part of their solution and be part of the help that they need and that you can be the answer perhaps for today, for the moment, for the situation for the time, for the particular need that they have. You don't necessarily have to be part of their life always or take care of every need that they have. But maybe a particular need, you can be part of the help and get that taken care of and resolve it. And help them get in touch with people who can be of help to them on a long-term basis, on an ongoing basis. There are every county, every state has uh, organizations and facilities and offices that help the disabled individual. Get them in touch. But if you're part of a church, you know, take this on as a responsibility as well. See, it's easy for a church to reach out to the homeless. They're very noticeable. They're on the street corner. You can see them. And they'll take whatever you give them. And it's easy to make a sandwich and give to a homeless person and think you've done well. See, churches do that. Churches do that by the hundreds and scores of churches do that. It's easy for a church to reach out to a different racial group in the community different nationality, a different group of people 
that because they're different, we reach out to them and think we're doing well, and we somehow have a day to get to know, you know, somebody of a different race, and or to have some kind of a program that reaches out to somebody of a different race. That's easy to do. Churches do that by the score. But you know what? Churches neglect and ignore and look the other way when it comes to the disabled. Churches don't have programs for the disabled person. Churches don't have outreach programs for the disabled persons. Churches don't hire or don't pay for missionaries who are devoted to serving the disabled individual. The churches ignore this population. In their pride, they go out and get what's easy and what's uh, available and what's most attractive to them at the time and make them look good. The disabled person is a long-term commitment. The groups of disabled people are long-term commitments for a church. So I would say to the churches, you need to be thoughtful. This is a population that has been neglected, continues to be neglected, and will be neglected unless people and individuals and churches take the responsibility to address this particular need in our community. Well, this has been the uh, Psychology Report on Disability Today. You know, today uh, one of my sponsors, my new sponsor for my television program, by the way, it's entitled Dr. Teach Me to Parent, uh, and the sponsor of this podcast is Lehman Lock and Safe Company. Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N. He's been my lock man all my years in Fresno. If you're, so you live in Fresno, Clovis area. Here's a lock man that I recommend to you. Lehman Lock and Safe. They'll be ready to respond, they're quick to respond, they're professional people, they know their business, they've been around for 50 years or more, and uh, you need to be part of their company if you have a lock problem or a key problem. And if you don't have one today, write their name down and their number down, and um, have it available for that time when you do need a locksmith. And uh, so I recommend Lehman Lock and Safe. Go to the yellow pages, look them up, and mark it so that you know where to go when you have a need for a key. Okay, this has been the Psychology Report, and I have you with me, and I do recommend that you go to my podcast, I mean, to my website, to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com. Father's Day is coming, graduation is here, it's a time to kind of look for a book that might be a good gift. And I recommend Lessons from My Father, a book that I wrote a couple of years back, taking lessons that fathers express to their children and during the growing years. Good motivational, good inspirational book. And uh, go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com, click on Lessons from My Father, pick it up, give it as a gift, and it will be well appreciated. Anyway, nice to have you with me today, and bye for now.